1: Welcome to For the Long Run, the podcast exploring the why behind what keeps runners running long, strong, and motivated. I'm your host, Jonathan Levitt. I've been running for a few years now and have the privilege of meeting many incredible runners on my travels all across the country. This podcast is intended to share those amazing conversations. This week's guest is Sally McRae. Sally is a pro trail runner, mother, wife, coach, speaker, and world traveler. Sally uses her platform as a pro athlete to connect with people all across the world, often through sport. We sat down in Woodstock, Vermont at Sarah Canney's Rise Run Retreat, where Sally was a guest and speaker. This was a fun one. As you'll hear in the interview, I'm a big fan of Sally's, and not just because of her accomplishments on the trails. If you follow her on social media, you know that she's one of the most positive people out there always supporting others and helping people to see the best in themselves. We dug into that and talked about her history, which helped shape her into the person she is today and about her fears and dreams. This one could have gone on for hours, and I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Enjoy. Hello again. I am here in Woodstock, Vermont with Sally McRae. Um, Sally, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining today.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan, for driving all the way down to see me here in Woodstock, Vermont. Just this is, for this
1: podcast. <laughs> just
0: for this podcast. <laughs> Cause this is your first time here, right? Uh, in, in Woodstock, town, Yes. Yes. It's my first time in Vermont just as a whole. Well, so
1: welcome to New England. It's, it's normally beautiful this time <laughs> of year, but we've had, uh, quite an interesting spring.
0: Yeah. Like all over the country, huh? Yes. There's lots of rain
1: and. It's just beautiful. Yeah. This is anyway. Um do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Um Who is Sally McRae? <laughs> and and by the way, I will give a disclaimer on this podcast that I've I've found out what peak means on on my, my audio recorder. Because, because of me. Because of Sally. So if you haven't noticed, Sally has a great laugh and and the, the task am dr forty agrees.
0: <laughs> it's hitting really high. It's it's there's a red flashing every time I talk. Um well gosh, I don't really know what kind of intro you want me to give as far as uh, my name is Sally McCrae and I live in Huntington Beach, California.
1: <laughs> there we go. That's great. <laughs> so Sally is a is a trail runner, road runner, speaker, traveler coach connector all of the above um and we've met a couple times at races and what i love about sally is she always loves asking about other people Mm. i got here and um and she's like how are you how was your race i was was amazing to see blah 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 and like she does all this cool stuff and cares so much about other people so it's it's really awesome that's
0: super sweet thank you
1: so um sally is here at the rise run Mm -hmm. retreat that is um do you want to say why? Do you want to share why you were here?
0: Yeah. Sarah Kenny, who is the founder of Rise, Rise Run Retreat, reached out to me after, um, I think, listening to me on a podcast, Lindsay Hines podcast. So I'll have another. And she likes to have guest speakers. And so she thought that I would be a good one to have. So she reached out and asked me about coming to Vermont and... I had heard of her retreats in the past and had seen gorgeous pictures and they looked amazing. And I was like, yes, I would love to do this. And I knew it would be a small, more intimate setting too. And I love the opportunity to really connect with people in that way. So, um, yeah, very excited to be here and just stoked about everything that, uh, this retreat represents. It's, it's really neat.
1: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things you were talking about in your presentation is using your, I don't want to say status, but status (laughs) as a, as a professional athlete, Mm -hmm. um, as a segue to connect with people all around the world. you want to talk a little (laughs) bit more about that?
0: Yeah, I, you know, I'm a big believer in, in the fact that every person has a great purpose and a set of, of gifts. I think that everyone has something to contribute, um, to this world. And we can only really see that when we choose to, to be all that we were made to be, as opposed to trying to be like someone else or being disappointed in in things that make us who we are. Um, and so one of the things I spoke about was the, the gifts and talents that I personally have, I know that they can be fun um, you know, for various reasons like traveling and seeing the world and competing. I love to compete. I love to race. Um, but what makes them most fulfilling is being able to connect with people. And what I have found over the years is that running is a very powerful way for me to be able to pour into people's lives and and encourage them in, in their journeys and, and to be all that they were made to be. And so, Um, you know, that's only increased over, especially in the, in the past few years, just these opportunities to come and, and speak and encourage people. And I think that that is the most exciting and fulfilling part of being a professional athlete. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been a journey.
1: (laughs) For sure. One of the things you talked about and, and many of the other guests on the podcast have talked about is, is that journey and, Mm -hmm. and the experience of, stepping stone to stepping stone and and progress over time versus you know picking a number and throwing a number on the you know on the board as your goal yes um i just keep thinking about how you were talking about like how every i don't want to say failure but every Mm -hmm. everything that happens in life is Mm -hmm. is a lesson and a, a gift and you use that experience to to move forward mm-hmm. uh as you go on um you talked about some of the the tough times you had growing up yeah. and how you took that um when you had the opportunity with nike to say all of all of what's happened in the past has made me who i am today and has put me on this um, has given me this opportunity to be stronger in the future mm-hmm. um Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, You know, I, I, for, for those that have followed me for a while, I'm yellow runner on, in social media Well, more specifically on Instagram and, and Facebook. Um, I have shared little bits and pieces of, of my story, you know, and my childhood, um, losing my mom growing up with a, of a fairly disapproving father, um, I've had two jobs since I was a teenager. And, you know, I think at the at the end of the day, looking back, one of the things I I knew was that if I wanted to achieve something, if I really wanted to believe that yes, there's a hope and a future for me, I needed to work hard for it. And, you know, I had a mom that was always reminding me what she would tell me over and over was just be Sally, be who you are. And I spent many seasons of my life. Um, she passed away when I was 17, so I only got her for a short time, but you know, both when she was here and and after where I, I didn't always like being who I was. And I think that a part of it was, okay, I, I grew up not having a ton, but because of that, I had, I worked a lot and, you know, having two jobs when you're in high school is very different, at least for me and where I'm from. It was very different from most kids. And so I would have seasons where I was like, well, I don't like being me. I don't like being so different from everyone. And I feel like my life is so hard and, you know, things aren't just given to me and things hurt. They're painful. And at that time in my life, there was no way of me understanding or, there was no way that I could possibly see that what I was doing at that time was absolutely setting me up for what I'm doing today. And now as an adult and I look back, that fills my heart with even more hope, realizing like, until the day I die, I want to live in that way, knowing that no matter how bad it gets today, how disappointing, failures, mistakes, that, no, this is going to be used for something great. The, um, the idea of, you know, the best is yet to come. I want to keep saying that when I'm 80, when I'm 90 years old, that no, there's still something left in me. And so what I was sharing with the girls was, you know, I, after my mom passed away, my, my dad um, got really sick. My grandpa died. It was all with like within a year. And then my siblings were taken away. I mean, there was just so much stuff that happened. And I remember being thinking, okay, well, this idea now of me pursuing my dreams and doing what it is that I really want to do is just dumb and you know that's only for people who you know who have what i would call you know a better life or a more plush life or you know more supportive family or and what i didn't realize was that because it was such an intense time in my life Um, that it was going to set me up for some pretty intense, amazing situations down the road. And so um, by the time I, you know, I had signed with Nike, I had, there was a lot, this podcast isn't long enough, but there is a lot of other things that had happened that when they had reached out to me, I really had to make that choice to, okay, am I going to believe in myself and really stay true to who I am and, and be Sally and, and accept this? Or am I going to go and hide in a hole and live in this doubt and be bitter? Um, and so, you know, as the story goes, I chose <laughs> to step out and <laughs> encourage. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that, you know, that is why I'm so passionate about spreading that message that, You know, I, I would have never believed in, in a hundred years that this is what I would be doing for a long time. I wanted to be a professional soccer player and, um, right around the time that my mom passed away was, I just felt like all my dreams had died with that and things got really bad for years after that. And, you know, it's amazing though, how, you know, ultra running and doing these long races in the mountains. You know, sometimes people ask me, like, what keeps you motivated? How do you push through the uncomfortable moments? How do you push through pain? How do you run all night? How do you train all day? And it's like...
1: That will be a follow-up podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I'm like, I've been doing that my whole life. Like, I... I, I've been working hard my whole life, like having two jobs and it. going to school. Yeah. Like you don't even, yeah, you don't even ask that. I mean, there is like five or six years and I don't recommend this, but I would, was only getting three or four hours of sleep and I was, I was working, was doing, you know, I had 18 units in, in college and I was a scholarship athlete. So it's like, how, how do you, you do that? don't have another option. Yeah, <laughs> you don't, you just do it. <laughs> yeah. And so it's transferred over, uh, pretty well in in my running. So. Cool. Yeah.
1: A line that you said during that talk that, that <laughs> I loved was if a tree didn't have roots, it would fall. Yeah. So <laughs> um, Yes, absolutely. total sense. Yeah. Um, what, what advice would you give to someone that might be going through something mm. that they don't feel great about or, or is tough in the moment?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, man, well, first of all, my heart goes out to you and I feel you. I empathize with you. I don't, you know, even if I don't know your situation, I think the human journey for every person um, will always involve some amount of challenges, some amount of pain, of letdown, of heartbreak. That is a part of the journey that's the way it's actually supposed to be right. but you know and especially today we don't live in a world that actually is honest with that all the time you know we are very social media heavy and uh you know we often think that we are connected because of social media but we're only connecting in ways that display moments of beauty of laughter of excitement but i think
1: that's changing i think that people mm-hmm. are starting to show like I'm going through some shit right now, yeah, and yeah. I think it's super cool, yeah, it's not cool, but it's like
0: it's a little bit more real yeah. and i I do agree with you in that, but I do still think that there's enough out there that can sometimes thwart, and especially for the younger the yeah. younger ones too, um you know, I know I in going off of what you're saying. I have been very open about some really painful things in my life and, and some failures. And I don't, and I'm not saying that as in like, okay, everyone needs to like empty out their dirty laundry <laughs> and bring out all the skeletons. Because I also do believe that, um, you know, sometimes when you introduce things on social media, you need to realize that there's going to be a lot of comments and messages that are going to come from that, from people that don't know who you are. And so the power of connecting with people in a real way, you know, in a physical, like a, I see you, we're in a room, we're in a coffee house We're, you know, I can hear really your voice. Coffee, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, like we need true human connection. Like what you, that conversation that you enjoy out on a run. Right. Yeah. Um, but having like true friends that then like know you that are doing life with you. Those are the ones that have, um, that actually are allowed to speak into your life, not con not random comments on Facebook, not random messages on Facebook. And, and I think that's kind of a tough balance right now. Um, you know, you could, you could say the sweetest post and someone is going to shoot it down and, and go against it. Or you could share something that's really painful and someone is going to come at it from a different angle or not maybe understand that tone. And so, um, when I when I speak about being real, it is just that like we need to have real relationships in our life. And I think that's going back to what I was saying earlier, why I love running so much and being able to travel around the world is I get to be in these situations where I can really be with people. Mm-hmm. And it isn't so much about... Hey did you see my post on yeah. on Instagram?
1: I mean, we were in a room of I don't know a dozen women and half mm-hmm. of them were brought to tears with <laughs> the story that you were telling because it was just so powerful. Mm-hmm. And and it's just cool to see. like m- most of them probably never met you before mm-hmm. and they don't they didn't know your story prior. Um but I heard I heard one that said like just like shook me to my core. Like mm-hmm. I felt that so mm-hmm. like and it's it's so cool that like running is the connector that Absolutely. that brings those two people who would never meet mm-hmm. together, yeah, so how do you use social media or how what advice do you have for people that that are getting those, you know, the putting stuff out there and they're Mm -hmm. getting those critics because you, you must get it right.
0: Yeah. I get it from both sides. Um, and I, you know, I'd said it today, even in my talk and it's one of, one of the most powerful statements that is, that has helped me just over the years, whether I'm meeting people face to face or when I am deciding what it is that I'm, if I'm writing one of my more thoughtful posts, like I I do write, I tend to write a little bit more poetically when it's like a longer one, but it's so from my heart. and, and my goal in that is i'm not I'm not posting this to impress people. I'm posting this because I love you mm-hmm. and I want you to get something really something real out of this. And so if only two people like it and nobody comments, it's okay. Um, it's always my hope that, you know, maybe someone will read it and will be encouraged by it. And even going back, um, earlier, you, you had said, what do you say to somebody that's in that, in that hard space? I do have the great privilege of being in contact with people constantly. And, you know, I'd say about 50% of what people message me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, through my website, which by the way, for those of you that do thank you. I do read them all. I don't have the capacity to get back to all of them, but I work as much as I can to try. But I'd say about 50% of them um, have nothing to do with running. And, you know, the stories that people share with me of hardship and failure, just questions that they have, you know, I see that as, as, um, a you know, it's, it's a privilege to be able to hear from these people. And so a lot of times when I write, it could be, based on something that somebody had written me or something that I'm getting asked about a lot. So then it's like, okay, this is what I'm going to write about. And so, um, you know, for, for social media me, I made a, a commitment many years ago that if you follow me on social media and then you meet me face to face, I want to be that same person. Um, I think it's, you know, it, it's a bummer when, when you follow someone on social media and then you meet him and you're like, wow, that is not who I thought you were. Yeah. So I, I think it's just being real, being true to yourself. Um, but then also you kind of, you can't take yourself too seriously cause you got to realize like there's always going to be real. It's just life. Yeah. It's yeah. just life. Like you're not, even if you're mother Teresa, you're still going to piss people off. Yeah. So <laughs> you put your pants on one leg at a time. And yeah.
1: <laughs> unless you're really flexible. You can do both. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. So, um,
1: that's awesome. Yeah. I, so when, when we first met in uh squaw last year, <laughs> yeah. someone reached out and, um, they're like, what was it like to meet Sally? And I was like, <laughs> It was just like she is on on Instagram. I think I told you. This. <laughs> oh yeah, and, super sweet. And it's just it's really cool when mm. um, my friend Crystal Siever talks about uh, square square world to real world and mm. that transition just being so smooth. Like yeah. that's the intent. That's yes. like how you use social media for for good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is um, you know something that I hope that we can that we that we can do more of. So using it for, and, and being okay with posting stuff that you actually really love. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stuff that actually does excite you or that really is true to how, you know, how your day is or things that you're, that you're drawn to. So, um, I follow all different types of people and accounts, um, you know, based on the things that I, that I really love. Um, you know, sometimes I just follow accounts that are just beautiful pictures of landscapes. Um, and then other people I follow cause it's, they're so inspiring or they have really good food ideas <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> so, you know, I think it's realizing that, um, <clears throat> it's not a, an audience of one, it's, it's people from all different walks of life from all over the world. And so who you are and what makes up you is going to appeal to a certain group. And it's okay if not everyone appreciates that.
1: Yeah. So. Not everyone has to like you. And <laughs> some, something that, that I heard someone say once was 10% of people will disagree with you no matter what. And as you you know have a larger and larger audience, it's not more, it's not that more people disagree with you. It's just the percentage is the same. And yeah. it's just yeah, I guess more people, but, Mm -hmm. um, what's it like seeing your daughter, Mackenzie start to love (laughs) running as much as it seems like she does through, through Instagram.
0: It's exciting. It's been, it's been quite the journey with her because, you know, running is a hard sport and it's, uh, in many ways, it's very singular. It's, you know, I grew up as a soccer player. And so as a soccer player, you are working on so many different skills, you know, you're working on agility and power and speed and strength and, ball control and, and then you have your whole team and, and it, that's always exciting. Like I loved going to practice just because I knew I was going to laugh with my girls and <clears throat> pardon me, but running it's, um, it's just hard all the time. <laughs> like you're just going out and you're running. <laughs> it sucks sometimes, and, huh? Yeah. Like sometimes you're just like, so I remember even like growing up when we had to do just running workouts, it's like that was punishment. Right. The running was punishment. Right. It wasn't fun. Like if we had a, a ball at our feet, then it was fun. Right. So I'm really, on on one hand, it's like, man, I am so proud of her because she loves to work hard. She is naturally very competitive. And so when she first started running I made sure that we balanced it with other things. So she, she swims and does dance and she's done soccer and she's done other sports in her life. But once she started with her running club, um, I had to actually have a conversation with the coach (laughs) and I said, listen, she's eight. So she started (laughs) when she was eight she won't be here for four practices a week and she's not going to race every weekend, but you know, I'd love to see her just develop a love and an enthusiasm because of just what the sport represents and being with her team and learning all about that. And so we've stayed very patient over the years and I'd say in the last year and a half, she's really blossomed and gotten really fast and strong as, as a runner. She placed fifth in the, uh, um, junior Olympics this past December in in cross country. And that was really exciting for her. It was her first time going and, you know, really proud of her. But I feel like, you know, being a 13 year old girl, the number one thing I work on with her is her mental state and just kind of doing the same things that my mom did for me, like reminding her of, Hey, I I am so proud of you. You I love you. Yeah. Yeah, I love you. And you are, you know, this, this isn't about, being like the top and the first and PRing every single, you know, time you race. It's, I want you to discover the love and enjoyment for yourself. So, um, we typically, when we run together, we've never done a workout together. It's just, we go out and we have, we have an awesome conversation and, you know, that's, it's just our time, mom, daughter time. So I'll never be her coach. I've, I've explained (laughs) that to her several times because I always want her to see me as just her mom, you know, when she looks on the sidelines, I don't want her to ever think that she has to impress me or like, please me. I will always be so proud of her. Um, and I, I think that's so important, especially in youth sports today. I feel like we do, put across all sports, more and more pressure on youth. And it's, it's so important that kids know that no matter what failure or not, uh, or win that they're, that they have a place to come back to where they're accepted, where they can recover, where they can learn and grow and get back out there. So, um, this is super fun. She's got big dreams and goals for herself and it, I'm just, it's just a joy for me to be a part of her journey.
1: That's awesome. Um, so you mentioned balance related to, to your daughter. What does balance mean for Sally?
0: (laughs) I believe that balance is, is something that will never be achieved in my lifetime.
1: (laughs) Good. I love that. answer.
0: (laughs) I think it's something that, um, you know, that, that word, I feel like, especially like uh, maybe like a decade ago was used quite a bit, you know, this, this idea of achieving balance and bringing balance into your life. And while I, I understand it for the idea of like, Hey, take a look at your life and see what's so extreme that might be breaking you down in other areas. Right. And it's like, yeah, like I like that, but can I perfectly balance everything at once? I can't, I'm not a perfect person. And I, all there's always going to be the surprises in my life that come up. And especially as a mom of two kids, it's, like there's so much unexpected, and I uh, to able to balance a day perfectly, it's just not going to happen. But I also feel like that that's what makes the adventure so exciting. It's like that's what that's why it's yeah. fun, you know. Everything
1: was predictable. <clears throat> yeah. What's the point? Yeah. Um, Magda Boulay had a really similar answer, and <laughs> I loved it. She's like, I love her. Balance to me is, I'm all in on the <laughs> things that I love and if i can come home at the end of the day and look owen in the face and say you know whatever <laughs> she says or you know feel good about spending time with her husband and mm-hmm. her family and being a good employee and being a good boss and mom and all that stuff an athlete that's you know for her and and for a handful of other people that i've had this conversation with it's about going all in on on a few things versus spreading yourself too thin and never going all the way with what is really important for you yeah i love that answer
0: yeah i love her she's so inspiring we
1: could do a whole podcast about how awesome she is yeah we
0: could absolutely
1: (laughs) um have you raced with her much
0: um let's see western states i think was it twice i raced against her in western states twice um utmb for the last three years and let's see I think that's it. I think those are the, like the big two races usually on the tour is when I get to see her. So um, nice. But yeah.
1: Do you enjoy the, the international travel or, or the, um, within the United States?
0: You know, I don't, I actually don't race, uh, within the United States that much, not as much as I used to when I first started out by choice. Uh, yes. I, I think it's just, a part of just who I am, what I'm drawn to when I big mountains, when I, yes, I like big mountains, uh, which we have big mountains here in the United States. But when I was, when, when races around the world started to reach out to me and say, Hey, would, do you want to come race in Chile? Do you want to come race in South Africa? Do you want to race in Italy? I was like, uh, yes.
1: (laughs) So what does that look like? Are they flying you out there? Are they putting you up? These kinds of things.
0: Yeah. So it's, it really is a gift. It's, Um, they fly me out, they put me up, they, you know, they, they pretty much pay for everything. And, you know, I, I know that those opportunities won't be for ever. And since I was a little girl, I've, I've wanted to travel and see the world. And so the idea of me going back to like a hometown race every single year over and over again, has never been appealing to me. I, in my mind, it's like, where are all the places that I can go? (laughs) Where are all the places that I can see? Um, now I will say I do go back to UTMB every year, but I am so in love with that area. And you know, that's the only race where you get to run through three countries. And, I have so much of my heart is there. I mean, I could live there, but, and it's the, the biggest trail race, um, of the year. And so that one, I'll, I'll go back to quite a bit, but outside of that, it's, uh, you know, just really seizing these opportunities. And every time I travel somewhere new, I'm also able to connect with people. And I usually do some type of event or speaking engagement on top of it. So it really is an adventure every time, every time I race.
1: That's awesome. So, mm-hmm. um, what are you scared of?
0: What am I afraid of? Hmm. <laughs> I'd like to say nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Good answer. (laughs) I'm a pretty fearless person. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd say at, at the root of fear is usually it's, um, the root of fear is, is self doubt. And, you know, anytime I do have feelings of fear about anything, um, it's also a good indication that I need to stop and pause and really think about where that is coming from. So, you know, I. I could probably sound really cliche and saying this, but it's like, you know, if I'm going to fear anything, it's, it's, I would, I would fear like not giving all that I had or not trying or not attempting something. Or, um, you know, I, I often remind myself that, you know, I, I would much rather fall flat on my face in front of people than to never have tried at all. So, um, I really try to live, in a life that um is outside of fear. Nice <laughs> or not dictated with, by fear. Do you
1: work with a sports psychologist? I don't. <laughs> I was gonna say it's, <laughs> But if
0: you want me to be your sports psychologist, <laughs> I will. People actually do uh chat with me um about that. Obviously. Is that
1: something you've considered before?
0: Um I have not gone to school for that. I'm actually a communication studies um major. Uh but I do consult with that kind of stuff. So I'm not official, I would say, but it is something that I think is more of like kind of a gray area of just what it is I do is I've had, um, you know, I've been a counselor, a a teacher, a coach. And so after two decades of doing that, I've just learned that many times when, when people want to come and talk to you, one of the top things that they are truly asking you is to help them believe in themselves again. And I think that's something that, um, we actually have to remind ourselves every single day. And so when I get any chance that I can sit down and talk with somebody one-on-one and really get to know who they are as a person, all that I'm doing is just then saying back and reminding them, well, let me show you who you are and let me explain to you why, yes, you can do this and why this is possible and why, let me show you there is a way. And it's incredible the... Um, the things that have, that have happened because of those conversations and people will come back to me and just say, thank you. I couldn't have done this without you. I'm like, I really didn't do anything. I literally just put a you. mirror in front of you and just said, let me point out what I see <laughs> and who you are. And, you know, I know that not all of us grow up in life with people that surround us and tell us those things or have ever even shown that to us or how to do that. Um, so I really have a big heart for, you know, for those people. And, and, um, you know, like I was saying earlier, that's why I just get so exciting time. I, I get to be with a group of people. Cause it's like, who do I, who do I get to, to help today? Who yeah. Who do I get to encourage today? So
1: cool. Yeah. And the message that, or the sort of like the theme that you have on social media is mm-hmm. like, I want to say like aspirational, like I'm going to go out and find out what I'm made of today and, and you can too, that, yeah, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, so you said you've got a hundred miler coming up in a couple of weeks.
0: I do. Well, it's, it's 120 K in Austria it's on the world tour it's called Mozart 100 so they call it Mozart 100 but it's um 75 miles a little over 15,000 feet of climbing in the Bavarian Alps and we'll be my coach and I thought this would be a really good race for me to use to see where I am in my training right now because UTMB is the a race so that'll be a hundred the hundred miler for the year. And, um, this is going to be a race where it's going to be like, yes, your training's awesome. You're doing great. Or it's going to be like, Whoa, you got a lot of work to do. (laughs) So it's hitting at just the right time of um, my season where when I come home, I'm able to have a good recovery and build back up and start working hard again. So I'm actually really looking forward to it. I'm really excited about it. Uh, You know, I don't, there are some races where I feel a little bit more pressure than others, but this one, I, I'm really excited just to, to, to race and, and to not, um, yeah, I don't feel like there's, there's a lot of pressure. I just, I can't wait to get in the mountains.
1: So it's the best. That's the best mindset to be in. I, it is. I, I raced for the first time in a while, a few weeks ago. And, and, and it that's was, where you
0: broke three hours, yes. right? Yeah. See, and <laughs> it's like is that, powerful. that mindset of like,
1: just like, I was listening to, this is going to be like a like a podcast within a podcast i was listening <laughs> to a podcast that i did with a sports psychologist where i was talking about a 5k i did mm-hmm. like the year prior and i remember talking about and i was listening to this on the way down to providence and in that podcast i was talking about a 5k i raced and i hadn't i hadn't raced in a while and and the the place i was at was like i was standing on that start line and all i could say was like let's fucking go. I'm an animal. Unleash me. Yeah. And like that was I the that. that was the mental state that I was in. And so awesome. and I got like goosebumps listening to myself on my car radio <laughs> say let's fucking go. I'm an animal. Release me. And and awesome. I said the same thing on the start line yeah. at Providence. And mm. and it's just like it's so cool when when that's your approach. Yeah. It's not how am I going to do? How am I going to do Am I looking at my watch? Am I hitting it? You know, it's like, let's find out what I'm made of on this yeah. day and who cares what happens, but let's go.
0: Yeah. I was talking to a group of, um, college athletes, uh, at Pomona Pitzer college. Mm-hmm. I just a couple of days ago, I went out to visit their team and, Um, they had just finished a practice and some of them are actually, um, planning to go to, to nationals next week. And so it was a really sweet time, um, for them. And, um, you know, as they're finishing up a hard season and getting ready for this race and, and one of the things I had, I had said to them, you know, especially at at that age, it's like, everything is a really big deal. You know, every race is a big, big deal. And, I, I started to explain. I was like, listen, it is true that when you're in that moment, you need to be everything you can possibly be. You need to give 100%. Like, why not? Like, go for it courageously. Yeah. You step up to that start line and you do not worry about who's on your right, who's on your left. You focus on that finish line, you know? So I'm, I'm that, that whole thing. But then I followed up with saying with, you know what? And sometimes you do give a hundred percent and you're dead last. <laughs> like, you failed to meet your goal and it didn't turn out the way that you would hope it to be. And that's heartbreaking. Truly. It's better
1: than not trying.
0: Yeah. It's better than not trying. But also I reminded him, I was like, how many times have, have you guys raced? Let's just say like in the last year, if I were to ask you about a race that was a year ago, can you break that down for me minute by minute, second by second? Can you tell me who was in first place, second place, third place? Tell me every single detail about who was there, what their name was, like how it played out. And I was like, you probably wouldn't be able to, because the reality is, is that your, your journey is filled with many races and how it is that you get to that finish line, where it is that you finish. It's probably going to mean the most to you more than anybody And we tend to hang on our failures way more than anybody else does. When a race is over and the people that have spectated, I mean, no one's going back and coming back home and being like, wow, Jonathan did it for weeks and months and years. But we do that to ourselves. We tend to beat ourselves up long after the race has been run. And that is where that inability to move forward or that seed of that lack of confidence begins to grow because we don't know how to move on from something that was so disappointing. But instead, if we see it as like, man, I gave everything I possibly could, that meant so much to me. And it's okay if no one else understood how much it meant to you because it's your race. But if you can somehow discover something in it that was valuable and say, I'm going to use that for the next one. And you keep going and realize that the only finish line that you have in life is the end of your life. Right. Every other race is pretty much like an aid station. It's a test to kind of see where you are to help you to move I forward. That. I mean, that is really what keeps us going on in every aspect of our life, even outside of running. It's like, yeah, if you win and you're the champion and you are like on top of that podium, awesome! But guess what? It's now time to train again. Right. It's now time to look forward to the other race. And I think that you know, in in the running scene, especially in um, in ultra running, I feel like with there's a race every weekend. Right. You know, and I have looked back well, if you're on Mike
1: Wardian. There is a race yeah. every weekend, <laughs> right?
0: And I've looked back on some of uh, the races that have really broken my heart. And I know I've done this um, with myself where I've just been like, that was like the biggest disappointment. And I feel ashamed and I'm, I'm embarrassed and I'm so upset. And then it's just realizing like, I'm the only one that's feeling this yeah. way, you know. Everyone else has moved on. Everyone else is no one's focusing on on my race the way that I am. Like I need to pick myself back up and get back in the game and get back in the race. So um, I don't even know where I started with that, but a little tet, <laughs> a little negative <nugget> encouragement. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely. Um, one of the things. So you were talking about your coach. You work with Mario Frioli. Yes. Um, and earlier this week, you ran 30 miles on monday and the yeah. reason for that was
0: <laughs> because i'm life. here yes life exactly you know it um and i think i did a little like a, a joke for the title on my strava was let's hear it for long run monday because <laughs> it's like when does everyone's long run it's either saturday or sunday right. right that's that's how we do it and um so in in my mind i was like yeah let's hear it and Let's hear it for long run Monday. And then I use the emoji crickets. <laughs> it's like, nobody is with me on this. Nobody every it's recovery Monday. Yeah. You know, most people aren't even running. Rest day Monday. Yeah, rest yeah. day Monday. So um everyone's yes. still
1: sleeping. Yeah.
0: But because of life, yes, I did run my my long run on Monday. And I would say that every week is scheduled very specifically. Uh you know, I need a coach terribly. <laughs> It's a a text every other day where I'll start to text more. I'm like, Hey, and he'll just be like, what now? (laughs) Like what? I think it highlights highlights the
1: (laughs) the fact that that you and he have accepted that like life is life and and running is not number one. Mm -hmm. Running fits into life Mm -hmm. and stress is stress, whether it's running stress or life stress. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a point that more and more people need to hear for sure.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: So how do you manage, um, recovery from a 30 mile run Mm -hmm. or a 50 mile Mm -hmm. run? or 50-mile race or 100-mile race or something like that?
0: Well, I'll first uh, uh, want to give a little disclaimer that I've been doing ultra running for nine years. So the way that I recover now is not the way that I recovered when I first started. And I think that's really important for athletes to understand that as your fitness improves and the longer you do something, our bodies are incredible. Like the way that they can adapt and they, the way that they can kind of understand what's going on and take on stress. It's, it's amazing how resilient we are. So I'm at a point and I've been like this for the last, you know, few years, especially where I can, I can do very high mileage weeks and, you know, at least once a week I'm doing a run that's, you know, anywhere between 28 and 32, 33 miles. So that's just part of my training. That's just, I know that, that that's going to happen. I have an awesome, uh, I have an awesome team of sponsors. So one of the things that helps me recover, um, is I have O2 health lab where I can actually, it's a physical place I go to, I get cryotherapy. I can sit and get the massage boots on, um, you know, and sometimes I'll even take a nap there and, you know, I'll, I'll drink my water and eat my healthy food. Um, the second thing, and just giving a shout out is Inside Tracker, uh, has been a, a huge help since I started with Inside Tracker, and that is just helping me monitor and what's going on inside my body. And you know, I've had a few very uh, humbling uh, results that had I not known about what was going on inside my body, I think I—I I don't know if I would able to be racing at the level that I am right now. Um, because I, you know, my personality is just workhorse. I'm a workhorse. That's what I know. And that isn't always good. Uh, we are definitely made to have recovery days. It's important. And sometimes that, that, I mean, that's how we get stronger to work hard again, instead of trying to work hard while simultaneously trying to recover. And I think that's what a lot of us actually end up doing. So a mix of getting my you know, getting my blood testing, showing me like, okay, these are the foods that you should be eating. This is what's going on. This is where your recovery needs to be happening. Uh, that's been a tremendous help. And for as hard as I train, I need to recover just as hard too. So, you know, I'd say from the time I first started ultra running to now. My recovery has changed tremendously. One hundred percent. It's it's done a complete one hundred and eighty. I mean, I used to think that recovering was putting ice bags on my legs and sleeping. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I didn't really know, or just taking like a okay today. I just won't run. It's like there's so much
1: more that goes in into recovery. Do you so. think that your positive attitude goes into it also? <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. I mean, I I can definitely be negative. You know, and I can get down on myself, but. I, I think like anything, if you are, if you have hope and you're enthusiastic about what it is that you do, it absolutely can help you get through pretty much anything in life. And that goes through with, if, if you're having a tough, if you're having a tough race and I've experienced that a lot where, you know, hundred mile races are long. <laughs> so miles, yeah. yeah, you, you will. And I think just embracing that at the start, you will hit a dark time. And so if I, if I'm okay with, with that at the start, if I'm okay with like, all right, this is going to be hard. Accepting that it'll be painful. Accepting will be, yeah, it'll be uncomfortable. Like I might be vomiting or I might just completely bonk. Am I going to drop out for that? Or am I going to have hope that, okay, this is going to pass and I can keep moving? Am I going to, you know, and, and that has spilled over in every aspect of my life, realizing no season lasts forever. And some of the most painful things that have happened in my life, it's, they're not still happening. It's something that happened that actually shaped me into who I am today. And so, yes, that does help.
1: (laughs) Nice. I think that that, um, that's the piece of running that I think translates to be the most powerful outside of running, mm-hmm. that like if you look forward to discomfort, mm-hmm. it's less impactful and you have more control. I think you have more control over yes. that type of pain. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that sometimes we fear pain and you asked about what are you afraid of? I definitely remember times in my life where I was so afraid of pain because I'd experienced so much of it. So I avoided certain situations in my life or even people because I didn't think I could handle that amount of pain. But when we realize that pain is actually not the dictator of our life, it is actually does not control us right. if we don't want it to um, and realize that, no, this is actually just a part of the journey pain. And I'm not talking about like in a mass, like I don't seek right, pain. Right, right. I'm not like, not like stoked on needles it. And you... Yeah. The, it's,
1: well,
0: you, are, you right? know what I mean? Yeah. You're
1: doing acupuncture.
0: No, I, I mean, doing...
1: yeah, <laughs> bad example.
0: Yeah. No, I know what you mean though. It's not like I'm seeking out and like stoked on it. Right. It's just when it arrives, it's like, okay welcome it in yeah you welcome in it's like this is familiar this is a part of it right and this pain is going to make you do one of two things it's either going to make you recoil and turn away or it's going to make you stand up to it and it's going to show you how strong you are and so i think that there there's always that challenge pain can be challenging it's like all right Am I, are are we going to do this? Yeah, we're going to do it. Well, how much can you endure? Are you going to challenge? It becomes a challenge. It, it challenges your perseverance. It challenges your endurance. It challenges your, your mental strength. and, And man, I want all of that. I want more of that. I want to be strong in all three of those areas. Oh my gosh, how strong can I be? And, and with any race or any moment in life, it's like, yeah, this isn't going to last forever, but my endurance, strength, perseverance, oh, that's going to get better if I can stick with this.
1: Definitely. And then. And then the threshold just gets higher and higher. You keep riding that escalator, and it mm-hmm. just keeps. You you can just take more. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I will always remember the mm-hmm. tangible feeling and that that conversation I had with myself at mile twenty three. Yeah, and and, and <laughs> the last three miles yeah, when you want to like, pass out. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, look, I'm doing this math. I I think I'm right. I'm you know. If I just go faster, <laughs> I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and and to what geez- was your final time? By the way, it was two
0: fifty nine. What
1: two fifty nine forty? Okay, So the math was right. Yeah, like,
0: the math but was right. Very yeah. close. It was. I mean, twenty seconds. <laughs> when you are in three miles, you can lose that twenty seconds really easily. You know. So, so the,
1: the math at the time was, I was like, if I run faster than a seven minute mile, I'll run exactly three hours. And so I just dropped it down a little bit more oh, and, wow. and my watch was reading 0.2 miles or 0.15 miles over. And I knew, I knew that. So I was adjusting for that, but it's, it's that, it's that choice. I was like at mile 23, this is going to hurt. This is mm-hmm. going to be the most discomfort <laughs> that I'll be in like for a while. Yeah. And, Did and you
0: say you punched pain in the face. Yeah. Punched the ball <laughs> right in the face.
1: But, but every other marathon, the wall has punched me in the face. Yeah. And, and I've gone into other marathons like, no, no, I'm so, so well trained. Mm. You know, this isn't going to hurt. Fuck that. It's, <laughs> of course it's going to hurt. I it's have, supposed yeah, to. I have a coworker that she's running her first marathon oh. um, this weekend. Awesome. And she's like, what do you, you know, what are your recommendations? And I was like, eat a gel, mile 22, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Thank you, Celia, for that one. Um, and. Except that it will be painful because if you, if it's not painful, you're Mm -hmm. not going fast enough. Yeah.
0: You're not working hard enough. Did she look at you sideways and start crying when you told her that? She was like, (laughs) don't scare me.
1: But, but that, that conscious, that conscious decision of like welcoming, like bring it on. Yeah. I'm an animal. Let's go. Like going back to like that primal feeling of fight or flight mm-hmm. and like that's why it exists yeah absolutely i love that i could go on for hours with this but we got to get to <laughs> you your coffee so thank you so much <laughs> um where can people find you and your amazing laugh Aww. on social media
0: i uh, i'm pretty active on instagram is yellow runner uh you can find me i'm not as great on twitter but i am on there sally McCrae. um and then sallymccray.com
1: awesome yeah. thanks sally
0: thank you jonathan
1: that's it for today's episode Like many long runs, it's sad when it has to end. I hope you join in next week on For the Long Run, and in the meantime, happy trails. If you've enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you shared it so that others can find it and enjoy it too.